Chapter 1 Arizona Territory The town of Pueblito Verde was full of sinners. So was every other town. The farther west a man traveled, the more sinners he encountered. When Paul Lester rode into town just over three years ago, he decided not to go any farther so as to not lose the faith that had caused him to wrap the white collar around his neck stand in front of a room of bored and beaming faces, and try to shed some light onto troubled lives. Paul had seen more than his share of sin before finding his calling, and had seen plenty more since his arrival in Pueblito Verde. Of course, what he saw in a town that small lay mostly on the tamer side of transgression. What lurked behind the preponderance of guilty faces in his congregation ranged from small acts of thievery to weaknesses of the flesh. While burdensome to the ones committing those acts and heartbreaking to the folks caught in the crossfire, they weren't the sort of things that had caused Paul to start his westward journey in the first place. They were common acts of poor judgment committed by otherwise good people, and that, more than anything else, was why he stayed in Pueblito Verde. Paul's faith gave him strength during a terrible ride through the desert, as well as the dangers he'd faced when he'd first struck out from Louisiana. When he'd first arrived in Pueblito Verde, he had a dusty hat in hand, a hunting rifle in the boot of his saddle, an old colt strapped to his side, and a Bible in his pocket. The little town didn't even have a proper church at the time, so Paul had suggested they build one. It had taken several months, in which time he'd become a genuine member of a community composed mostly of retired ranchers, shopkeeps, and tin panners, but he'd finally convinced them to erect a little building devoted to devotion. It was one of the proudest moments in Paul's life. Even though the structure itself was smaller than a modest stable, it loomed like a monument thanks to the miles upon miles of empty desert behind it. When it was built, On the western edge of town, Paul liked to think of it as the farthest he meant to go in that direction before planting any roots. Its steeple rose only slightly taller than the roof of a house with two floors, and its little bell tower was empty. Getting a bell to hang there was one battle Paul wasn't about to relinquish any time soon. Folks in town mostly kept to themselves. That is, until Paul started organizing suppers, dances, and any other get-togethers he could justify. When he ran out of ideas, he drew from memories of similar events thrown by the church in the bayou town where he'd been raised. Although the church was poorly attended at first, Pueblito Verde eventually came around to Paul's train of thought. Either that, or they'd simply given in to his constant begging for people to join him in whatever merriment he devised. To date, the most popular gathering was Easter Sunday, when all the women put on their fanciest clothes, the children's faces were scrubbed, and everyone was stuffed full of ham by the time the sun went down. Men fired their guns in the air to celebrate most anything. That was something Paul had discouraged at first. But in the spirit of picking his battles, he relented and allowed a pleasant day to end on a rowdy note. Folks generally took kindly to Paul's ministry. Rather than press too hard to enforce every single rule as decreed in the good book, he stuck to the broad strokes and filled in where he could. He'd learned long ago that dealing in generalities was the trick to preaching in the untamed West. With folks battling against hostile natives and even harsher elements, 
they generally did not want to hear about another set of rules imposed upon them. When a man's life was already close to unbearable, threatening his next life didn't hold much water. Paul did his best to put as many souls as he could on the proper road, and the ones who were open to learning the finer details would come to him for more. One of those was a man named Gar Kilner. Gar was a big man, with a penchant for speaking endlessly, just to hear himself talk. Before Paul had come to town, he'd taken a stab at preaching the gospel, but his knowledge was limited to only the most basic of tenets. Only the most ignorant among Pueblito Verde's population bought any of what Gar was selling, and even that lasted only until that person was set straight by one of his neighbors. Gar had been resistant to accept Paul at first, but changed his tune in a turnaround that surprised even Paul himself. Once he admitted to knowing less than the new arrival in the white collar, Gar had become something of a...